Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Black, welcome to the Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. The serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator, Sister Lydia Torrigano, myself, called to worship, Elder Carolyn with the Ministry of Music and Invocation, uh, Sister Sharon Taylor with the Altar Prayer, Pastors Terrence and Pamela Wilson will be uh, giving the preach word, Sister Greta Ayers, Invitation to Dis Discipleship, and Pastor Millicent Black for remarks and benediction. Praise the Lord. He shall reign forevermore. I love the song. It says, you shall reign forevermore. We thank you for inviting us again to the fellowship. We thank Dr. Pastor Millicent Black for including us in this wonderful ministry. We thank Dr. Black for all the work she does on behalf of the targeted community to bring help, comfort, and relief to many. I want to introduce my husband and pastor, Terrence Wilson. Thank you. I'd like to thank, first of all, our Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for giving us another opportunity to minister in his name with his word, with his power. I'd like to thank my co-pastor and my wife, First Lady Pamela Wilson of Jesus Christ Died for You. I'd like to thank both of us, to Reverend Black. Thank you for sowing into our ministry, being such a blessing. And North, South, East, and West, we salute you and we thank God for the great work that you're doing, laboring for the Lord. And as we talk today, we will be talking about speaking prayers in tongues. There's such things in, you know, in football, we have a defense and offense. So go ahead, too. So, of course, the tongues is one of our weapons that it's an offensive weapon because it's the weapon that we use to in ways stay in spiritual uh, strength while we're in spiritual warfare. And this is somewhat, in some ways, a controversial topic. So we're not saying that everybody should do this, but we just wanted to educate people. For those who don't know, and many people are already um, filled with the Holy Spirit. Pastors Pamela and Terrence, you are too low. We can't hear you. Okay, let me see what I can do. That's better. Is it better? Okay, so I oh, yeah, that's better. Need the mic closer to me. Okay. Oh, okay. 
what I was saying is that we're not saying advocating that anybody should do what we're doing because we both are filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. However, we just want to give an overview for those of you who don't maybe have an overview of it. I mean, I know many also already do, but I just think it's such an important arsenal in our spiritual warfare tool that we wanted to just talk about something that has encouraged us all the time on a regular basis in our marriage ministry and in just our walk in life. Now, praying in, in tongues, or people call it praying in the spirit, is one of the most powerful tools we have as believers to live the abundant life of, that God gives us. Praying, praying in tongues brings us wisdom. When we speak in tongues, the Bible says we speak mysteries. It brings revelation, confidence, and that we're praying the perfect will of God. And as you may know, when you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is actually praying on behalf. He's interceding. So the word you're speaking, your understanding is, is, is not getting fed, but your spirit is. And the Holy Spirit is speaking in a way that the devil cannot contradict. He can't even interpret it. He can't stop it. He can't, as like we pray other prayers, and he might interrupt us with some, like we got to go to the cleaners or something, and we'll stop praying the thing about the cleaners. But in tongues, the devil can't intercept that. And so this is an important thing. If you look in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, tongues is one of the signs of people that are believers. And I know this verse by heart because I say it all the time. And these signs will follow after them that believe. They will, they will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So those are, it's one of the signs of being a believer. It doesn't mean that if you don't speak in tongues, you're not a believer. That's not what it means. But it means that it's available to everybody. I've heard many people, you know, debate that tongues are only, only certain people have the gift or only certain people can do speak in tongues. But I, that's not true because there's too many other places in scripture where it talks about everybody and anybody being able to use this gift. So Terrence is going to give you some history of it as we go through this. All right. So thank you. So Acts chapter two, we're talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit today at Pentecost. Now we're talking about after the ascension of Christ, after he ascended into the heaven, four or 500 people saw him. He said, henceforth, in about 30 days or so, he said, you will receive the Holy Spirit, which is the comforter that we have in the earth today. For every believer that has received Christ, the baptism was with water. John the Baptist did that. And some of you might have been baptized by your preacher. I know I was baptized twice in my life by uncle and then by a, a, one of the nice good pastors we have here in Atlanta. But then Jesus said, I will baptize you with fire. And that is in Acts chapter two, verse number one. So let me start out right there. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind filling the whole house where they were sitting. And as they appeared to them, divided tongues on fire, one set upon another, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues. And the Spirit gave utterance. And there was dwelling in Jerusalem, the Jews, devout men, every one of his nationality under heaven. And there a sound according to the multitude who came together, and they were confused because everyone heard speaking in his own native language. So let me stop right there. Now, when they had the day of Pentecost, we know that the, we know that all the disciples got filled with the Holy Spirit, and we know later on Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit on the road to Damascus. But there were others that were in the room with them, was in on a court, one accord, one agreement. So God had a worldwide vision. He never had just Jerusalem in mind, even though he pled his name there. 
But God had a vision that every nationality would be a partaker in the servant of Jesus Christ. Now, remember, Jesus said when he left, I command you to preach every creature on the earth. Now, speaking in tongues, let me tell you what it does. It's a heavenly language that confuses Satan. But you speaking to God directly as if you're picking up your cell phone and you saying, Abba, Father, like Jesus did on the cross. Abba, Father, when Jesus was on the cross, he was speaking, saying, you know, he said, well, he spoke in those words on the cross. When he said, they thought he was calling Elijah. He wasn't calling Elijah. He was calling, he was calling his father, which was in heaven. So when you're speaking in tongues, it is a direct communication between you and God, and what messes up the enemy, the demonic enemy that's roaming the earth, that's causing havoc and confusion, because this time is short now, will confuse him. He can't interpret the words that you are saying. Now, the Bible tells us also that speaking in tongues gives us access to God's throne directly to Christ Jesus. Now, the Bible also tells us Jesus intercedes for us on a daily basis because he understands everything that we're going through, all right? So let me pick it right, right here. Now, so as everyone heard his own language now, Everyone, if you was from somewhere in Africa, you would be speaking in Swahili, you'd be speaking in tongues. If you were in Asia, you would be Mandarin speaking in tongues. So there was a confusion because remember, God had spread them abroad across the whole face of the earth from Babel. When he scattered them, when Nimrod had built the tower, God said, and everybody, all the languages came into the earth at that time. Now watch this. Now speaking in tongues, he even, not only did he gave it to them, he was able to interpret it. God also gave them uh, speaking in tongues in their own language. So there was a confusion. Now watch this right here. Okay. And they were all amazed. Watch them. And they were all, they were all number seven, two and seven. Then they were all amazed, marvel sin, one to another, look. And all these men speaking, are they, are they not Galileans? How is it that they hear each other in their own language? They were born, their natural language. So that's why I said, if you was born in Asia somewhere, you speak Madrid. You in the United States, good old English. And if you was in England, you'd be old English. If you was somewhere in South America, you speak Latin. So go ahead, sweetie, and I'm going to stop right there. So speaking in tongues is something that everybody has access to. I remember I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues in a church, after a church service. And when I was in there, the instructions I got, and I'm not, I, I, you need to be with your pastor or somebody, your leadership when you do this, but I'm gonna tell how it happened with me. So there was a people, we went into the upper room in the church where people go for salvation or different other things. Like one of the things would be to get the gift of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to get the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I had been saved at that time, maybe, for a year, maybe or two or something. So they had us all just start, lift up our hands and, and ask for the gift. And we did that in, in a prayer. And then he said, open your mouth, move your tongue and make a sound. So I said, well, what sound? I didn't know what he meant. But, so I just said, well, I'm just gonna make a sound. And I started making a sound and literally something, the whole, not something, the Holy Spirit took over and my tongue started moving without, with, without any, I wasn't doing it, it was involuntary. And I started making these sounds that sounded like another language, but I never understood it before. And it just started coming out of me. And so that was somewhat involuntary. But as time went on, I learned that we can call on the Holy Spirit to do this in a voluntary way anytime we want to get closer to God. And so that's what Mark 16 and 17 is saying. And please write some of these scriptures down. Mark 
chapter 16, verse 17 through 18. It says, and these signs will follow after them that believe that, that they will, I'm going to read, read it directly for me. And the, these signs will follow to them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. Mm -hmm. They will take up serpents, meaning, not meaning literally snakes, although some people have gone off the deep end with that in, in the wrong way. But when they say take up serpents, it means that the things that happened to us, targeted, electronic, um, you know, uh, weapons against you. That's like a serpent coming against you, poisoning your food. I mean, it's, it's very conceivable that people have done things to, to your food and drink. It's happened to me. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So I literally made a little checkbox one day. And I said, let me see. These are, it says, he who is... Um, who who believe and is baptized will be saved okay so you have to believe and these signs follow after them that believe you can believe without exhibiting every one of those signs it's not saying that but it's saying these are these, these are the signs that are that are available to people that believe so tongues is an important gift and i actually have a praying in tongues declaration which i'll give you some of the scriptures later on in the service um, about what it actually means to speak in tongues Okay. Now, Pablo was saying, which is true, you need to get with your pastor that you're under. Submit to your pastor. Don't go doing it on your own. Submit to your pastor. Let them train you how to do it the right way. Like I was trained, like, like my wife was trained by our pastors. Let me go right here. Let me, let me finish what I was saying right here. All right. Now, as now in Acts chapter two, let's go back here. In number 12, it says, so they were all amazed and they were perplexed, saying one to another, what is this that this means? And as they, others mocked them, said, are they not full of new wine? But Peter stood up in the 11 and raised his voice and said to the men, men of Judea, all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you that he, my words, for these men are not drunkards, what you suppose, since it was only the third hour of the day. But they have, what had been spoken was prophesied by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass that in the last days God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. And sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and young old men shall have dreams. And my manservant and maidservant, I will pour out my spirit on those days, and I shall prophesy, and I will show great wonders in the heaven and earth, signs in the earth and beneath, and blood and fire and vapor. And the sun shall turn into darkness, and the moon into blood, and the earth in a great awesome day of the Lord shall come to pass. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. So speaking of tongues is a great part. And I'm going to tell you something, it backs Satan up when you do that, mm -hmm. because what it does, it lets him know that I know who I am. Mm -hmm. The reason why I know who I am, because God says, I will give you my word, this trample of scorpions and serpents. Now, David talked about that in some of his songs over scorpions and serpents. And remember this, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, I'm not Garden of Gethsemane, he was fasting four days before, and I'm sorry, he had to deal with a Satan who took on different forms. Mm -hmm. But he gave Jesus the word. When Jesus gave back, he didn't speak because he was the walking word, the walking word that took on flesh in Isaiah. So when he took on, he gave Satan back a word. When you speak in tongues, you're rebuking the devil, you're pushing him back. And you're letting him know, I know who I am, not because of me, because Christ lived within me. But Christ cannot live within me if I'm not 
filled, first of all, if I'm not, not give my life to him, mm -hmm. and if I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter two, remember it's Christ in you, it's Christ through you, it's Christ around you. That's what gives us the power. We cannot defeat the devil, but when we start speaking in tongues, we start locking arms with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and the heavenly host, and then start putting Satan into a state of confusion. He doesn't understand what's going on. Now, the Bible also talks about the interpreting tongues. It does say that. That's when you get with your pastor to teach you those things, okay? The one that you submit to. And that's what I'm saying. Tongues is a great thing you will have to use. And sometimes when you speak in tongues, go into your prayer closet and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, and the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So it's a gift that is available to believers. It is a gift that gives us direct access to God. It is a gift that helps. It's a gift that en enables the Holy Spirit is speaking through us and interceding for us on behalf of whatever things that we don't even know that we're speaking about. Now, when you it, when I begin to speak in tongues, sometimes, even though I don't know what I'm saying when it's in tongues, I often say, Lord, I want to pray about this particular thing or that particular thing, and I'm going to go into the Holy Spirit to pray about that. So I'm setting up something that I've already asked the Lord to, to that I want him to intercede for. So um, a lot of times I'll, when I'm here alone or something, I might spend the time I'm cleaning up the house for an hour in tongues. Um, I used to get up in the morning, that's when I wasn't working, and pray in tongues for like 90 minutes and walking around doing different things, cleaning up, vacuuming, whatever. And I'd be praying in tongues and I feel so good when I finished. So it, it is a way to commune with God when you're in your time. You could do it driving somewhere. You could do it, you know, when you're with other people. We're going to tell you a little bit more about rules and how some people have misinterpreted the, that gift and how, how to use it. Okay. All right. So now also remember when God gave you the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter two, he, he also gave us the prophesy, but we're talking about tongues today. That's a whole nother thing right there. And we know that he poured out his spirit upon us. So there is more for us than against us. When God equipped us with all these spiritual gifts, he knew they were going to be necessary in these last days. Now, we are in prophetic times. We're in a time of fulfillment, of time, the age of grace, before we go into the rapture and into the thousand-year millennium, before the reign of Christ on earth for a thousand years. But I want you to know right now, speak in tongues. Once you start doing it, practice it on a daily basis. It will build you up in the holies of holies. It's like the inner court of Solomon's temple. Where's the Ark of the Covenant? Where did it sit? It's set in the center of the temple, the holiest of holy. They said when you entered into the temple where Solomon built for the Lord, the house of the Lord, that where he would dwell in, it was in the center of the temple. As you went into the inner part of the temple, if you got into more of a holier presence. Now, I'm not saying for us to be self-righteous, but I am someone that if you want to get a connection and or agreement with God and you line up with his will and his way, you start speaking in tongues on the, and you're in constantly fellowship with your Lord. Now, watch this in Acts chapter 2 and, okay, no, sorry, sorry chapter 10, sorry, I'm going to say, verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon him and all who heard the words and those of the circumcision <clears throat> all believed, and they were all astonished 
and many came with Peter because of the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also for those who heard him speak in tongues and they magnified God and then Peter answered, amen. So God didn't just say Jerusalem is the only place I'm gonna pour out my spirit and speak in tongues. He said, whosoever will calls upon the name of the Lord. If you're from Asia, Africa, India, Canada, United States, or at that time, it was called the New World at that time. So I don't know, it wasn't called anything. It was just a land with a tribal people there. But he said, whosoever call upon a name and they give their life to the Lord, I will pour out my spirit. He, what did he say? On the Gentiles also, and that is us right now. And once you go into Acts chapter 19, verse number six, you could turn there, Acts chapter 19 and verse number six. Oh, what a mighty God we serve Amen. because he didn't leave us when he said the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I don't think we really understood when he said, I sent you the yes. comforter. He should have said, I send you the comforter and the boxer at the same time because that Holy Spirit is quicker than you can blink. Amen. I don't think we understand the gifts that God yes. gave us. Yes in full detail, because if you knew you what you was equipped with, you would break down the gates of hell with your mouth alone. Amen. Acts chapter 19 and verse number six. And when Paul had laid hands on them and the Holy Spirit came upon them and they all spoke in tongues and they prophesied. Amen. Amen. I'm not talking about tongues you make up. I'm talking about when the Holy Spirit fall upon you, it just takes over your body. Amen. Mm -hmm. It's like when you get up there, it's not you doing a rehearsal or a play like somebody do on Broadway. I'm talking about when the Holy Spirit says, and you may say to yourself, how is that? Well, remember, when you got saved, you were baptized by water. Maybe some of you were. Yeah, you were baptized by fire. And Jesus promised, he said, well, I will henceforth, you shall be baptized with fire. That is the quenching of the Holy Spirit. That is the third part of Christ. The Trinity. And some people say that Paul said the Godhead and the Jesus and then the Holy Spirit. Well, whatever the Holy Spirit, whichever part, which we know is part of Jesus and the Father, we know one thing. We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, then you don't have a chance against the darkness of this world. Amen. And if you want to be equipped and do great works and do your work, leaving nothing undone like Joshua did, then you're going to have to say, Lord, if you don't have it, say, Lord, please fill me right now. Make it a day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two, that I may be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, these men, they did not do this to bring glory to themselves. They did it because they were amazed at the work that God was doing through them. Mm -hmm. Amen. So and we'll go back to Acts chapter two now before I turn it back on the panel. Now, in Acts chapter 2, they didn't say they were amazed because Paul Peter spoke. They said it was amazed at the work of God. Amen. They saw the hand of God moving and working through these men who yield themselves to the will of God. And when the Holy Spirit came upon them, not only did they glorify the God, they magnified the Lord. Amen. Hey, man. They glorified him and they magnified because they were confused. But they said, this is a great work that God is doing. Amen. Amen. So praying in tongues is something that a lot of you'll see practiced in a lot of Pentecostal type settings. Um, I don't think too many denominational Protestant churches that I've been to, um, I've ever heard anybody praying in tongues. But there is an order to it. And yeah. that's one thing that's important too, if you're doing it in a, in a corporate setting or public setting or church setting. So what they're saying is that when you speak in tongues, if you go to 1 Corinthians 
um, chapter 14 and beginning with verse one, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, saying that we should desire them, but especially that you may be prophesied. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, because no one understands him. However, he speaks mysteries, okay? But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation um, to comfort men. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies his church. I wish that you all spoke with tongues. So the gift of tongues and the gift of prophecy go, you see how they go hand in hand. Mm, and amen. when you're in a corporate setting, um, it says that if someone speaks in tongues in church, mm -hmm. that it is done in a way that someone would interpret. There's people that have the gift of interpretation. And it says also that's in the corporate setting, but in your, in your private setting, that you can ask God to interpret what you said. And, you know, Lord reveal it to me if it's, if it's his will to tell you that day, oh, you were praying about, you know, this situation in your family member's life or something. Um, so you should, you should pray for interpretation. If you're in a, in a corporate setting, in a setting where you're in a church service and speaking in tongues, it should only be done when someone is there to interpret. Someone should not just get up. And I've seen people do this to, to get attention for themselves. So um, you shouldn't just get up and start breaking in tongues. Amen. So it says, therefore, let him, I'm at verse 13, uh, first Corinthians chapter 14, verse 13, therefore, let him who speaks in tongues, pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Okay. Okay. Then, oh, let me, I'm going to just read some of this. But if you want to really kind of understand some of the rules, I'm not going to read every one of them, but read First Corinthians chapter 14. Okay. And it says that, um, therefore, I did not know the, I'm at 11. Therefore, I did not know the, the meaning of the language. I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, who speaks in a foreign to me. Even so, you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in tongues pray that he may interpret. For, her, for if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray in the spirit, meaning in tongues. I will also pray with understanding, meaning your regular language. Mm -hmm. I will sing in the spirit. And I'll also sing with understanding. And this is important because you can sing in tongues too, and I do it. Amen. Yes. I come yes. up with certain little melodies and I take the tongues and put a melody to it. Amen. And I'll that's when I most what I mostly do when I'm walking around cleaning up, I'll start singing a, a song in tongues. Mm -hmm. Okay. Otherwise, if you bless the spirit, how how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen? So if you're playing in the spirit and people don't get it, how are they going to say amen? How are they going to be in agreement if they don't know? Exactly. And giving thanks since he does not understand what you say. For indeed you give thanks while the other one is edified. I thank you, God, that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Yet in church, I would rather speak words of understanding that I may teach others also right. than 10,000 words in a tongue. So right. he's talking about understanding. He's talking about everything we do as a, as a corporate body right. needs to be done for to edify others, not right. for us to look like we, we're super spiritual. Amen. So in church, we do it. We have to have it in order. We've never done it in any corporate setting. I mean, right. let it on and on. I've been in services right. where somebody is doing it and they do interpret. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, um, therefore, let tongues be assigned for not for those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but those who believe. Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and speaks in tongues, and there comes to those who are uninformed unbelievers, Will they not say you're out of your mind? <laughs> this is in the Amen. Bible. Amen. It was we broke us for Christ. Amen. <laughs> but if you prophesy and an unbeliever <laughs> comes in, then he is um, convinced by all. And thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God. Yeah. So it's just showing you there's order in this. That's the whole point Amen. of chapter. And 14. do it in decent accord. Let you know how let your pastor guide you 
in the church. Don't get up and start doing it against the church and all. Don't, please don't do, do that. that. And, and don't do that. No, the Bible says do everything in decent. Right. Be trained by your pastor. And it's not about us. Just because we got a gift is not a lot of people. I cannot tell you the things that they do are so weird in the church. And this goes against what we're supposed to do with one accord, right. one accord together. Now, let me share something with you right now. I've been saying this one time. One time we went on a vacation. We went to South America, went to Santiago, Chile. That was about a 10-hour plane. That was a long plane ride. We, we were there on one, we got there on a Saturday and Pamela looked up and we found a holiness church down there. Now, most of the time when we are on vacation, we look for a church we can go on fellowship, but I had never been to South America before, neither had Pam. So we went to this holiness church. It was, a, everybody there was Latino. So Chile, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking, believing that. It was a pretty big sized church. It must have had about three to 4,000 people in there. Uh, we kind of stood out because I think we were the only black people in the church, you know, so, and, but we, we came in and enjoyed the fellowship. And as the service went on, they started speaking in tongues. And I could understand, we started hearing their language, even though it was in Latin, we could understand what they were speaking in tongues, like, Father, I surrender my life to you. And they were speaking it in Latin. And it was clear, it was in our ears as if it was English. And that was strange. But anyway, I'm just letting you know that even if you're in another language, God will sometimes give you interpretation of foreign languages, even though it's spoken in tongues. Amen. And that, that particular service was so interesting because it was. I understand it Spanish was. really well. I mean, I can't speak it as well as I can understand it. And they were all speaking Spanish, but when they broke into tongues, Amen. I knew it was something else. You knew something. Right. It wasn't Spanish. And I was Amen. like, wait, they're speaking in tongues. Amen. I thought I was so blessed by that that experience. Amen. It was. It was a they just service. were so filled with the Holy Spirit, service. and then they did get up and had someone interpret in Spanish. Right, we we right, didn't get. Right. We still didn't get the interpretation because right. we, we don't understand Spanish. But they they did it in order. They someone they sure was speaking did. in tongues, right. and then other people were speaking in tongues, and then one person that was the leader person speaking in tongues did right, um, right. interpret and say what he the leader was saying. Right. So it was really a good experience that it's all over the world right. and. Tongues is not, I've heard and people say, only, only, the United yeah, States. Or, but I've heard people say that only, one, only certain people have the gifts mm -hmm. that, oh, well, you, everybody doesn't have the gift of tongues. It, it, that's not true because in, in the, when in Jude 20, it says, build yourself in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say oh, some people. There's so many references to the Holy Spirit. When Jesus said he would not leave us alone and he would give us a comforter. Amen. The, Amen. We all have the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that means that the Holy Spirit, we, we, we're just giving him utterance. It says we're giving Amen. utterance to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every one of you, us all on, on this, in the sound of my voice, I believe is born again. Amen. And has, we received, has received the Holy Amen. Spirit. And if you have the Holy Spirit, Amen. all of this is giving him utterance. Right. All this is saying, okay, you know, increase more. I yeah. want to use everything. Right. It's like a gift. It's like, okay, God gives us all these tools. It's, I, I think I gave this example before. You're in, right. in your war. You have all these things. You have a a gun, you have a backpack, you have a, you know, whatever, shovel, helmet, and something. You have all these tools. And why would you leave some tools that you need to fight with right. and not use them? Amen. Like, these are tools that you have. And Amen. it's not that you're not going to go to heaven or you're not saved if you don't speak in tongues. That's, that's not true at all. But it's something that you can have as a way to edify your life in Christ. And to be honest, with the targeting that we're going through, Amen. I can't even tell you how many times I've just, I Amen. knew I was being targeted. Amen. Something was happening to me in my house or different things in my, in my life. Amen. I started praying in the Holy Ghost Amen. and I was like, you know what? I can't do anything about this, but I know who can. 
Right. And right. I said, I let the Holy Spirit, I said, go, go. Yeah. I stick them on them. Stick them. Let, let me know when we get that last. Okay. But also, too, I know, so if Pam was said, I'm going to add something to the, the, the person that interpret the tongues, the pastor called on one to speak it, and the, then he called on another one under the Spirit to interpret. So nobody just got up to start doing it. He, he called them out as he was right, under exactly. the function of the Holy Spirit. He's under the auspices of Christ. Amen. Right, so what is the next one we got? Okay, next so. Week? And there's just on, the last part of on this, about. and what I do a lot of days, I've printed this out because I, I do what I call praying in tongues declaration. So before I pray in tongues, and I, I don't do this nearly as much as I used to, and I wish I did, because I, mm. when I wasn't working, I had like all this time in the morning. Now I really don't. But I had this declaration where I cited all these scriptures before I even started, so I could just kind of build myself up in what I was about to do. So I would say, I would say this this prayer and I started and now some of the scriptures were like Romans 8 26 Jude 20 Jude 20 um first Corinthians 14 and 2 so I made all these things and I said it I said I said something like this um um father in the name of Jesus it's my honor to come before you as I begin my tongues prayer this morning mm -hmm. you said in your word that we should build ourselves up in most holy faith you said in your word that when we speak in tongues we speak words that the holy spirit teaches mm -hmm. and then I have the scriptures behind it you said in your word that when we speak in tongues we speak mysteries so I say all these things because I'm also edifying my understanding part of my mind because I'm getting ready to go into tongues. So I'd say all these things mm -hmm. and I say these declarations before I speak in tongues. And if you want this, I'll be glad to give it to Pastor Melissa and she can share it with you. Amen. I would say all these things and before I even started like walking around speaking in tongues, cleaning it up. And then I say this one part, it says, uh, you said in your word that in these last days, you will pour out your spirit on all flesh. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for pouring out your spirit on me. That's part of the, the spirit that's poured out on you. Amen. And thank then I declare Jesus. that I repenting of sins have been baptized in Jesus Christ. Therefore, I received the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence Amen. of speaking in tongues, Acts mm -hmm. 2, 38. So I say all these things. Then I get and just yield myself and start speaking in tongues. Amen. And I don't do it Amen. as much as I used to. I, I, but I'm, I really do it often, Amen. very often. But also, I want to say this right now. That's the last part of it. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to say this right now. I'm going to give you all a little bit short, quick lesson right quick. In World War II, one of the problems, the reason why we were losing the war was because the enemy, the axis of evil, which was Nazi Germany, Imperial Japan, and fascist Italy. One of the problems that the general realized is that there was a problem in our communication, the reason why the United States, and another reason why Pearl Harbor was bombed was because the Japanese was able to infiltrate, infiltrate our infrastructure in Pearl Harbor. They had people vacationing there from Japan as if they were tourists, but they were spies. And so they were able to break some of the codes that the United States was sending through one place to another. So that's why when they bombed Pearl Harbor, they knew that that was a wide open day for them to come in and attack because they realized it would catch them off guard. But what happened was one of the generals, General Nimitz had decided there was something wrong here with our communication. The enemy kept intercepting our communication at that time. Remember, sonar had just was being tested at that time. But what happened, one of the lieutenant generals who grew up in California, he went to high school there before he joined the military back in the early, before the long before the war had started. And he realized that the Japanese were winning because at that time they were breaking out codes as they were being sent across signal waves. But what this lieutenant general did, 
He came up with an idea and presented it to the general and the chief of the West Pacific Fleet in the United States Navy. He said, what happened, we need to do, we need to start a new language that they don't understand. Hmm. But one of the guys, the Lieutenant General decided he had grew up in California. So he had grew up with some of the Navajo Indians who spoke in a language was a Navajo language. And that's a very hard, you can't interpret that unless you've been taught that. So they started sending the U.S. messages further out in the Navajo language, and they couldn't understand what was going on. The Japanese couldn't figure out why they couldn't break the code some more because they had changed the language and it confused the enemy. That's what gave us the victory at Midway and Guam and all these other islands of the Japanese. When the United States changed their code and their language with the Navajo system language, the Japanese was all confused. And by the time they were sending them false information through the regular language, and then they went back and sent the original language through the Navajo language. So it confused the enemy. And by the time they figured it out, the United States was already bombing their targets. That's what gave the United States the victory in the, in the Pacific. The, the Navajo Indians, who God used a tribal people in, in Western United States, helped the United States along with other nationalities. They took their language and put it out there and it became the language that helped us overcome the enemy in World War II. And everybody, if anybody know that the World War II was the most bloodiest war in mankind, the total life depth of World War II was 50 million, 50 to 60 million men and women and children. So I'm here to tell you, if you change your language, by speaking in tongues to God, you will confuse the enemy so much that he won't know what's going on between you and God. Amen. And that's what's most important about Mark chapter 16, uh, verse 17. But I'll start at 16. Um, he was, and I'm going to say, I read this earlier, but he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Amen. Okay. And, and this is important too, because it's not just about being baptized just mm -hmm. in water. It's about believing, and that's being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So it says that he who is baptized and believed will be saved, but who is, does not believe will be condemned. It doesn't say who is not baptized will be condemned. Mm -hmm. It's about believing. And then 17 is most important. These are Jesus's words. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Next thing, they will speak in new tongues. These are the first two signs that Jesus was saying when he was mm -hmm. explaining to them what they Amen. were what they were going to get, what was going to happen to them. This is right before he went to, to ascend into heaven. Mm -hmm. He was saying, you're going to cast out demons. You're going to mm -hmm. kick in the gates of hell. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to speak in tongues. So when he says this, he didn't say, and these signs will follow after them that believe. He didn't say, oh, some of them that believe or a few of them that believe. He right. said, and these signs will follow those who believe. Amen. I believe. You believe. Amen. My husband believes. We all believe. We can have this gift. And the Bible says that Jesus gave us his word to use as power. Use that power to glorify him, magnify him, glorify him, and be the light that shines that other people may see your works for the Father and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Mm -hmm. Like that Peter did. But I'm also telling you this. The language we speak, we need to use those gifts. Let your minister teach you that you, want, you desire that. Get a new language and speak it in tongues. It confuses the enemy 
to a point that it discourages them. When they know your natural language, mm -hmm. they can interpret that with any kind of device. But no matter what kind of device is used against you, if it's spoken in tongues, they won't be able to interpret it anyway. You understand what I'm saying? It could be the, the latest, best technology out from the military. It could be mm -hmm. anywhere. They can't interpret something that's going, that going directly to God because God can block out that. Let me tell you something about, you remember, man, look this up, Elijah. Elijah was in, remember Elijah? Elijah would, did not know that the Syrian army was plotting a war against Israel. They were plotting to kill Israel. They're surrounded and then do a massacre. This is what they were plotting. But guess what God did? God's system, when Elijah went to sleep, I mean, he had been praying in, 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 in the holies of holies. Now, I don't know if he's speaking in tongues. He was praying like he did with God every day. But when he went to sleep that night, the Bible said God let Elijah hear the, he let them hear what the enemies were saying in private. Mm. God gave him, he gave him inner. So what, the, what King Ben-Hadad of the Syrian army was plotting to kill the king and Elijah in Dothan, God let him have a dream that night and let him heard all their plans that they were plotting against Israel in a dream. God never told Elijah he was wrong. He just went to sleep that night. He got up and he wrote down everything and he gave it to his messenger and sent to the king Jehoram and in, in, in to the palace that we were getting ready to be attacked by the enemy. See, God know how to reach his people. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, God know how to get a hold of you. I don't care where you are. You could be in the North Pole. You could be in the South Pole. You could be at the bottom of the ocean. I don't know how long you survive down there. You could be out of the space. And I guarantee you, God, to get that word to you because you done hooked up to a heavenly language that can nobody interpret but you and God. And you would have to be something to penetrate that kind of power. Let me tell you something. There is nothing that advanced on this earth can penetrate the gifts of speaking in tongues. When you start speaking in tongues, you're locking on to God's language. And what you said is, Lord, I'm one as the Father. As Jesus says, I'm one with the Father, so you are one with me. But you are locking into a language that is confusing the devil. And watch this. <clears throat> Even though the devil come against you, let me tell you something. <clears throat> he cannot control you. He can't do anything against you. Because when you're speaking in tongues, you're backing him up, letting him know that I got a weapon, no weapon form against me shall prosper. And not even mind control, which is usually Amen. a lot of Amen. us, like the, the enemy. Okay, you, you think glad you mentioned that. Trying to yes. interpret your thought. They can't get can't to tongues. You. Can't, can't do touch it. You. I don't can't care how you. much mind control. I don't care can't what kind you. of technology. Amen. They cannot Amen. interpret tongues. They can't do it. And that's the they, gift. They, they, that, that messes them up. See, that's one it of the benefits. That, thank you, Paul. Thank you. I didn't even think about that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But that's you got to remember. When you are filled up with the Holy Spirit, you are a arsenal against the enemy. You are a arsenal. You're like the like the planes. I see them over here on other part of Atlanta. They were first tested. It's called a Raptor. Uh, F-22 fighter. It's supposed to be one of the baddest fighters in the air, in the air force. I've seen them test plane. That plane, could it could drive down and stop and turn and go that way. It could do unbelievable things. But let me tell you something. When you open up your mouth and you start declaring that before the Lord, let me tell you something. You could trouble your troubles. Amen. You could trouble your troubles because when the devil is confused, 
He doesn't know what to do because he operates in secret and he operates in the spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. But see, when you, but the Bible says, he that believes in me should not perish, but what have what everlasting life. Jesus gave us that Holy Spirit because he knew that these times were going to come. He knew we would need it. See, he knew already what we need before we need it. You know, it's just like you're, you're, you in the Army, you in the Marines, you're Green Beret, you in, uh, you in the Delta, Delta, uh, Delta Force and all that. They already know what you need before you go out to battle. So they are equipping you with what you need to go out to battle. Now, who would be foolish enough to send any troops out there unprepared for a battle? So God gave you every gift you need. That's speaking in tongues. You start tearing down things and tearing up generational curses. And you watch, he said he will move mountains. And I believe this is the part if you have the seed of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. You can even move mountains speaking in tongues. Break, destroy yokes, remove burdens, amen, that the devil have put on us. And we, like I say, free him, free her. They are free at last, free at last. That's what Dr. King got there for. Thank God Almighty, free at last. Amen. Speaking in tongues, that's what we're talking about today. Under the auspices of the Holy Spirit and under the guidance of your pastor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you.